My mom wears her bold shirt every day. Every mom should wear a bold movement. I love matching my mama. I love having a bold mom. And right now, you can receive free shipping on all orders over $50. Don't forget to check out our Bible studies. Go out and be bold. Hey guys, welcome back to the Talk Bible to Me podcast. This is season four, episode five. We are going to be knocking out Hosea chapter three and four. I am one of the hosts, Megan Rawlings, joined by my lovely other host, (laughs) Emily Richardson. And we are ready to get into the Bible. But before we do that, we are going to remember this week that we have an (laughs) intro. (laughs) Did not forget. That's right. So we're going to play our intro right now, and then we're going to dive into chapter three. Emily. So excited we remembered the intro this week. (laughs) We did. (laughs) For all of our other episodes, we have been really good about taking notes and like writing out what we're going to say to begin with and like, okay, intro music here. But this this time we're going to do it a little differently and um, I think we'd killed it. So a little more on a whim, you know, we're becoming real, real professional podcasters at this point. (laughs) Something like that. We're working on it. Somebody pay us. (laughs) Please. (laughs) All right. So what we're going to do is read a couple of verses and then we're going to talk about them. For this case, we're just going to knock out the entire chapter three um, because it's five verses. So um, we are going to be reading from the New Living Translation. Emily, do you want to read chapter three or do you want me to? I can do it. Sure. Do it, girl. All right. So it says, Then the Lord said to me, Go and love your wife again, even though she commits adultery with another lover. This will illustrate that the Lord still loves Israel, even though the people have turned to other gods and love to worship them. So I bought her back for 15 pieces of silver and five bushels of barley and a measure of wine. (laughs) It just makes me laugh. And then I said to her, You must live in my house for many days and stop your prostitution. During this time, you will not have sexual relations with anyone, not even with me. This shows that Israel will go a long time without a king or prince and without sacrifices, sacred pillars, priests, or even idols. But afterward, the people will return and devote themselves to the Lord, their God, and to David's, David's descendant, their king. In the last days, they will tremble in awe of the Lord and of his goodness. Holy cow, so much here, and I'm so excited to get into it. Um, verse 1. Go and love your wife again. She commits adultery with all these other lovers. And verse two, I just, this is like one of the parts. I bought her back. This is his wife that he is buying. He, Mm -hmm. despite the fact that they're married, he is going and paying for his Mm -hmm. wife. The same way that even now that we're married, we were bought with the blood of Christ. Mm crazy um and then i just kind of want to like skip over a couple of notes and go to um the uh verse five but afterward the people will return and devote themselves to the lord their god and to david's descendant their king does there any Mm. guesses who they're Mm. talking about there who could it be who is david's descendant you just gotta skip a couple of generations and get down to jesus (laughs) 
King Jesus. Jesus. He's in the Old Testament. Straight oh. up right here. All over the it. Old Testament. I love it. I love it. I love it. In the last days. And the last days was marked out um, by the uh, pouring out of the Holy Spirit at Pentecost. And we know that because of the prophecy from Joel, which goes up to those. So in the last days, they will tremble in all the Lord and his goodness. Um mm-hmm. Love it. So let's go ahead and break it down. I just wanted to highlight a couple of those (laughs) really quick. Now let's break it down. What do you got for verse one? All right. Um, So verse one, in some translations, um, it shows that Gomer is actually just merely called woman. There's no, okay, I have the note um, for possessive suffix. So if you remember from the last episode, I'm really bad with grammar. So this was not my note. What's the possessive suffix? Um, but it's there's nothing that says your woman or your wife in some of those translations. And so um, it's this note that I have. It's from the Expositor's Bible Commentary. It says, um, it says that Hosea may have come to think of her as some woman would have made God's command the more difficult to carry out. But in taking her back, Hosea would be illustrating God's continuing love for Israel. So it's, it's just showing that at some point after all of this, like not surprising, um, Hosea probably got to a point where the emotions between him and Gomer just weren't there. Like he was just, this is just ridiculous. She just keeps leaving me for other men. Um, and clearly was hurt by that. Um, but at the same time, he was obedient to God's commands, no matter what, no matter what his emotions or his feelings were telling him. Um, he would, he was adamant at, um, that obedience. Um, and then I, there was, let's see. From verse one, I think it's a different translation as well, probably the ESV. Um, but it talks about how they, some of their idolatry would get them raisin cakes. And I had to laugh at that mm-hmm. because they just loved food and raisin cakes was a, it would have been a delicacy. So it would have been like sugar is to us now. Um, but just shows the ridiculousness of their worship that they were, <laughs> they just wanted to get those things that were temporary, the sweets, the goodies, and um, choosing that over. God himself. Um, but yeah. we kind of do that sometimes, right? Like maybe I should have a quiet time, but you know what? I'm going to go treat myself to a Starbucks coffee. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but sometimes we do put those simple things above him. Absolutely. Um, I wanted to piggyback on your love of raisin cakes. That's not in mm-hmm. the NLT, but it is in a lot of other tra- translations. Mm-hmm. Um the love of raisin cakes could probably refer to a rite um, in the Canaanite uh, cult as well. So, mm. yeah, it's like the sugary delicacy, and it probably mm. has to do with the cult um, that they were lusting after and, and yeah. doing these other things. So, yeah, yeah. lame. Yes. Um, okay, verse two. Um mm. Uh, what you got? Um, this is a very modest purchase. Um, mm. it's actually, it's not worth much. Um, and so not only does it kind of show the, um, how low she had gone that she, that didn't take much to buy her back. <laughs> um, 
at least in this story. Um, it was like a bridal gift, essentially, because they didn't have to – he did not have to rebuy her from her parents. He was basically buying her from other lovers. Um, but it would have been the equivalent of a bridal gift, but it's it's modest. And um, I have a note from my from the Expositor's Bible Commentary. It says, This gift in its modest size, again, showed the emotional separation between Hosea and Gomer that he um, – he probably could have given more, but he he didn't. Um, but then at the same time, just like you had noted earlier, um, that this is a picture, though, of the fact that Jesus did buy us back. Um, and you know what? We weren't worth much. <laughs> mm-hmm. But he, he did give the ultimate gift, the ultimate price. Um, whereas Jose here, it's not it's clearly not the the equivalent of Jesus giving his son, but he he didn't have to buy her at all, you know? Like legally, he was good to go, didn't have to have her back, but again in obedience to God, he was he was willing to go buy her back. Um so, yeah. Yeah, and and like you were saying, the amount shows the desperation and mm-hmm. the low uh, mm-hmm. the lowness that Gomer had hit. Yes. Um, that's so sad. It's just yeah, sad. It is. Um, it is. Because yeah, that's she wasn't worth anything to anyone. <laughs> yeah. And in, in yeah. many ways, we are Gomer, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's also sad because it's the leadership of Israel. Like, that's how mm. low they are. I don't know. That's just really sad when you see leadership mm-hmm. fall like that. Yeah. And it happens. Yeah. All too, all too often. Ugh. Yep. Um, okay, next, um, where it says that you will dwell without king or prince, sacrifice or pillar, um, all of that great stuff. What do you have on that? Mm-hmm. Um, they're in pairs, again, like the uh, the last episode we talked about, the, um, the righteousness and justice and then the love and the compassion. Um, this here is showing that Gomer, she loses three pairs of things. The king and the prince represents um, that Israel will be without an autonomous rule. They won't have leadership anymore. Um, and then she also loses sacrifice or sacred stones. Um, make sure that I'm reading with this same. So that would be sacrifices or sacred pillars. Mm-hmm. Um, it will be that Israel will be without these religious ceremonies that they had become so accustomed to. And then mm-hmm. that last one, um, let's see, priests or even idols, which other other translations say ephods or idols. Um, these would have been their special de- devices used for searching into the future that would no longer be available. So all these things that they had used um, to gain their, you know, religious desires, I guess, um, would also no longer be available, which is stripping away everything. Yeah. Which um, – can we just take a second and pause and, and just acknowledge that – one of the things I love about Christianity is that we, first of all, are not a works-based faith. Praise God, mm-hmm. because how often do we feel that? Right? <laughs> um, can I just pause for a second and talk about how one of my favorite things about Christianity is that we are uh, we are not a works-based faith. Mm-hmm. In addition, we do not have all of these rituals that we have to go through um, in order to talk to God or worship God or pray to God. Yeah. We don't have to look into crystal balls or magic balls. We don't have mm. to sacrifice animals anymore. We don't have to um, do these extravagant ceremonies. It's as simple as just bowing your head and talking to God. And I really mm-hmm. appreciate the simplicity that yeah. comes with Christianity. Mm-hmm. I agree. Because even like I just 
trying to get my house in order every day, I, I'm terrible at it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like having things that you have to do every day to meet this standard is exhausting. It's exhausting and we can't do it. There's just no way. And to have such a gracious God that knows that we can't do it and that graciously says it's simple. It's so simple. And that's all I require of you is just to love me, obey me, and that's it. I do want to talk about the last verse, um, mm-hmm. calling David their king. Yeah. Uh it's significant for the Northern Kingdom because they've been in revolt against mm-hmm. the House of David and his successors for yeah. like 200 years at this point. <laughs> and now they have to go back in order yeah. to uh, participate in this covenant by God. Yeah. Um, I think that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Go do something that was difficult for you. Um. um. And also yeah. that it's the the full fulfillment of this too has not fully happened, you know, right. like the right. um, trembling before the Lord. We don't all do that yet, but that will happen one day. Absolutely. All right, you ready to hit up chapter? Qu- um, yeah, cuatro. I was trying to be. I was trying to show off my <laughs> Spanish speaking skills, and then I doubted myself and had to count to four Spanish. in Spanish. <laughs> Uno, dos, tres, cuatro, cuatro. There we go. Cuatro. <laughs> when I drive when I drive past houses, I practice by like saying the numbers on the houses in Spanish. So like, you know, ocho, uh, cinco, dos, cinco. And it's that because I, I know it's not helping I, you. Hateful, man. Come on. No, I'm trying. I think it's important. I want to learn other languages. And Greek is obviously not working. (laughs) Five years in. She's still going. No, I can read it. I can read it. I can't speak it. Yeah. You know? It's a whole different thing. Speaking and listening to other languages because they're so fast. They go so fast. Yeah. But then so do we. I can't hear it either. Like, I can read it. And then Dr. Gerd will be like, he'll say it and I'm like what and he'll say it again and I'm like I don't know that word and he was like it's this word it's used all the time and I said why are you saying it with a hut at the beginning he was like because there's a rough breather and I'm like dang it <laughs> just forget it <laughs> oh. hey moan hey moan I'm like what's the hun <laughs> you'll get it one it. day I believe I in you you can believe all you want, but it's just <laughs> You know, they say to do these things to keep your mind fresh. And my mind is just like, sis, I'm going to keep doing it. I'm going to fight. All right. Chapter four. Let's do verses um, one through seven. Okay. Okay. You go for it. What is it? Huh? What did you say? I said you go for it. Go for it. Okay. Hear the word of the Lord, O people of Israel. The Lord has brought charges against you, saying, There is no faithfulness, no kindness, no cha- <laughs> no knowledge of God in your land. You make <laughs> vows and break them. You kill and steal and commit adultery. There is violence everywhere, one murder after another. That is why your land is mourning and everyone is wasting away. Even the wild animals, the birds of the sky, and the fish of the sea are disappearing. Don't point your finger at someone else and try to pass the blame. My complaint, your priest is with you. So you will stumble in broad daylight and your false prophets will fall with you in the night and I will destroy Israel, your mother. 
My people are being destroyed because they don't know me. Since you priests refuse to know me, I refuse to recognize you as my priests. Since you have forgotten the laws of your God, I will forget to bless your children. The more priests there are, the more they sin against me. They have exchanged the glory of God for the shame of idols. Mm, that's powerful. It's like one giant burn. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> Absolutely it is. Um, there's no faithfulness and no kindness. And I just I just want to point out that it's like you're not only not faithful, but you're also mean. And I just <laughs> I kind of appreciate the fact that that's acknowledged, you know? Yeah. Why you got to be so mean? Mean. That's right. <laughs> um, now we're going to get royalty fees. Great. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, you make these vows and then you break them. And that's, you yeah. know, you've committed to me in marriage. You're sleeping with other men. Um, you're killing people like your babies, like we talked about. Mm-hmm. You steal. Um, you're committing all this adultery there's violence everywhere everyone's being murdered and that's why i'm punishing you guys so it's like almost like you're terrible and you're gonna be punished but there's hope and i love you (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah i also love in verse four it's like don't point your finger and try to pass the blame. Like, mm-hmm. own up to it, priests. Like, this yeah. is all you're doing. Gomer, you messed up and the kids are suffering. Yeah. Yeah. What it's do you real. got? Yeah. Um, uh, so, the word knowledge is said really frequently in this chapter. Um, actually, mm-hmm. all throughout the whole thing. But um, it's the Hebrew word yada, which – so, so it's talking about how they lack the knowledge of God. They they don't have a knowledge of God. So it's this Hebrew word yada, which is more than just like an intellectual knowing of something. It's a personal relational knowledge. It's mm. like the difference between knowing about somebody and actually knowing somebody. And so God wants you to know him, not just know about him, but to know him. And so um, whenever this Hebrew word is is shown, it's not just you don't know who God is. Like, no, they know who God is. Like they they have all the knowledge of God. And we do the same thing here. Oh, I know God. I know Jesus. I was raised in the church. I go to church. Um, but do you really know him? Um, is it is it just this knowledge about like what your parents taught you, or is it a relationship? Do you have a relationship with with him? So that's really the basis for all of these accusations is not just all these bad things they were doing, but they were doing it because they did not actually know who God was. They knew him, like they knew about him, but they didn't have a relationship with him. And I think that's important to to start off with. That's really the basis for all of these accusations. Absolutely. Um, verse one, um, let me go back to my... Scripture. So it's um, verse one. It says, "Hear the word of the Lord, O people of Israel. Um, the Lord has brought charges against you." And I, I think it's important when you, when God has His prophet say, "Here, listen to this." I think it's, it's really saying you better listen when God charges you with sinfulness. Like when you are being told to listen to God, you better not close your ears because it's important words. Um, these people had been untrustworthy. They'd failed to show compassion towards others. We talked about the murders that they committed, and then they lacked that true knowledge of, of who God was. And um, it's just starting off with like, do not miss this. This is really important because clearly we're supposed to listen to all of scripture. But when right. you have a note that literally says, hear this, 
you better not miss it. <laughs> and it's not just for Israel. It's for us too. So the charges brought here, um, in addition, um, which we've talked about throughout the past couple of podcasts, these are all vocabulary terms used in lawsuits. Mm-hmm. And so, um, what kind of lawsuit is this? Divorce. Yeah. Are we getting divorced mm-hmm. or not? And I, I just wanted to kind of bring that up because I think the, the language here is used in legal proceedings. Um, yeah. And so it's like, here are these charges against you, but I want reconciliation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's a lot of what I have for those first few verses. Okay, awesome. Let's do 8 through 14. Why don't you hit it? Okay. When the people bring their sin offerings, the priests get fed. So the priests are glad when the people sin. And what the priests do, the the people also do. So now I will punish both priests and people for their wicked deeds. They will eat and still be hungry. They will play the prostitute and gain nothing from it, for they have deserted the Lord to worship other gods. Wine has robbed my people of their understanding. They ask a piece of wood for advice. They think a stick can tell them the future. Longing after idols has made them foolish. They have played the prostitute, serving other gods and deserting their god. They offer sacrifices to idols on the mountaintops. They go up into the hills to burn incense in the pleasant shade of oaks, poplars, and terebinth trees. Um, How far did you say to go? Through, um, uh, oh my gosh, eight through, (laughs) what did I say? You've caught me off guard. I'm so sorry. I was looking over my notes. (laughs) Eight through 14. All right. All right. I got one more little section then. That is why your daughters turn to prostitution and your daughters-in-law commit adultery. But why should I punish them for their prostitution and adultery? For your men are doing the same thing, sinning with whores and shrine prostitutes. Oh, foolish people. You refuse to understand, so you will be destroyed. Um, Verse 8, when the people bring their sin offerings, the priests get fed. So the priests are Mm. glad when the people sin. This Mm. is one of those things where it's like people benefit from other people failing um, in their spiritual life. And Mm. I think that can also be interpreted. And this is me just kind of, you know, making it something else today. Like um, when people in leadership fall and like people rejoice because they get to step up. That right there tells me you're not ready for leadership. Oh, yeah. If you're rejoicing in someone failing. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. One of the best pieces of advice I got during grad school was if you're excited about correcting someone, you're not the person to do it. Mm. And I thought that yeah. I was like, oh. Yep. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Well, I guess I'll have to rethink That's that. Because <laughs> <laughs> I love pointing out when people make. no, I don't, I don't. Um, yeah and then it's also what the priests do the people also do so um, monkey see monkey do and remember the priests are gomer and the people are the children this is it's the same scenario what israel does um or what the leaders of israel do the people of israel like the commoners are going to follow suit Mm -hmm. in the same way what a mother does the children are going to follow suit yeah so generational sin Exactly. And so he's mm-hmm. going to punish both priests and people. Yeah. So even though, you know, priests and mothers lead the children and the commoners into sin, everyone's getting punished for it. You don't get yeah. to just point a finger and say it was their fault. Well, yeah. you know what? You should have known better. 
Yeah. And a note on maturity too, because it can be easy to look at this like you know, the priests are no better than the people. And we see that in leadership all the time. Like we have leaders that are just immature and they shouldn't be there and it's clear. But when you put it in the picture of mother and child, like if you're saying the mother is just as immature as her children, mm. like that really puts it into perspective because the mother is supposed to be the one who's calm and collected and and teaching. But if she's also losing her mind, <laughs> like I do that sometimes with my kids. And then I look back and I'm like, I'm acting no better than my children. Like I'm impatient and I, you know, blow up on them sometimes. And it's it's that moment of like, no, I've been put in their life to teach them how to have right reactions. And if I'm not – if I'm acting the same as them, then I'm not only no better than them, but I'm also leading them into this generational sin. So, um, Verse 11, wine has robbed my people of their understanding. Mm. Um, this I, – I think Hosea is saying here that it's not just – when you're drunk, you can't think clearly, but it's also when you're drunk on lust as well, because it's mm-hmm. in, in mm-hmm. let's keep it in context. They're also talking about um, the women being prostitutes, promiscuous. It's yep. when you're drunk on lust and you're drunk on wine, you're not going to make good decisions, period. Yeah. yeah. Um, my father-in-law, who's a pastor, always says, if a boy and a girl are left alone in a room, you can almost guarantee they're going to end up naked because that's just, <laughs> that's, that's how it is. And I think there's some truth to that in a yeah. sense because I don't think that if you're in a meeting in the middle of a building, you're going to like jump each other. But I do think <laughs> that we have this desire to want to be intimate with other people, but mm-hmm. um, that desire has been perverted um, yeah. because of sin. Um, you're only supposed to want to be with your spouse and yeah. um, that sin has taken over, but mm-hmm. um the wine and the lust have robbed my people of good sense. You know what I mean? They're yeah. asking wood for advice. They're talking to inanimate objects and asking <laughs> wood for advice. Think about that. Yeah. Um, and then they think sticks can tell them the future. Like, yeah. and I make fun of that. But if you think about it, we have people today who have like healing crystals and yeah. um, incense that they waft through their homes and and sage that's supposed to you know take out the quote-unquote bad energy and i'm like you know that's pretty similar to talking to wood and asking it for advice it is it's so relevant i mean i this just blows my mind so when i used to go to tj maxx you'd go in and it was like full of bible books and you know scripture note cards with scripture on them and now when you go in I don't know if it's the same at all the other ones but at least here in North Carolina when I walk in it's all like tarot card readings and astrology books and it's like yeah it's it's rampant which to me says like this is what's happening to our culture but then you can also I mean you can look at our culture has become so sexualized and so like the wine culture especially with moms like oh just drink your glass of wine to get over your day with your kids like just this culture of fulfill your own needs and your own wants um, and what that leads to. And I would say with, you know, with tarot card reading books and astrology, you're just trying to fill what you want because those things will tell you what you want to hear. Like if you want to hear that you're a good person, then yeah, go get your cards read and it's probably going to tell you you're great and you have this in your future and if there's anything bad that you can fix it. Um, So... Yeah, I could same, go on a tangent on that, but same goes for social media. Yeah, 
Can we just throw yep. that out there? Mm-hmm. Um, and and uh, clickbait. I oh, clickbait is my guilty pleasure. I'm not even gonna <laughs> lie. I love clickbait. Um, it's funny because I'll call a girlfriend and I'll be like, "Oh, I just read this article and it said da 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 da," and she's like, "What article was it?" And I'm like, "Oh, it was clickbait." <laughs> Why are you calling that an article? And I said, so that way I didn't sound so, <laughs> so foolish. <laughs> yep. Oh, goodness. Um, yep. Yeah. And I like verse 14. Why should I punish them for their prostitution and adultery? For your men are doing the same thing, sinning mm-hmm. with whores and shrine prostitutes. Mm-hmm. Um, you refuse to understand, so you're going to be destroyed. You guys are bringing it upon yourselves. You can make the conscious decision to avoid these things, and you're not. Um, let's finish this chapter out with verses 15 through 19. Though you, Israel, are a prostitute, may Judah not be guilty of such things. Do not join the false worship of Gilgal or Bethaven, and do not take oaths there in the Lord's name. Israel is stubborn, like a stubborn heifer. Okay. <laughs> if you're a boy listening to this or a man, please do not call your wife a stubborn heifer. <laughs> so should the Lord feed her like a lamb in a lush pasture? Leave Israel alone because she is married to adultery. When the rulers of Israel finish their drinking, off they go to find some prostitutes. They love shame more than honor. So a mighty wind will sweep them away. Their sacrifice to idols will bring them shame. What do you got? All right. Let's see. I got to find. Okay. Um, First of all, verse 16 is truly one of the best insults in scripture because (laughs) – Basically, what is being said here is if they're going to act like stubborn cows, they can't expect to be treated like obedient sheep. Exactly. So, um, which is, it sounds harsh, but I think it's also, again, it's that um, that bold picture to be able to show how far they've gone that God is willing to basically insult them and say, look where you're at. You're just a cow. <laughs> um yeah. <laughs> it just made me laugh. Every time I read through that, it cracks me up. The Bible's not boring. <laughs> In other translations for verse 17, it uses Ephraim instead of mm-hmm. Israel. Um, yeah. And this is the first time that Hosea uses Ephraim as um, the representation for Israel. And he does this because he's using the prominence and centrally located tribe to represent the whole of Israel. Um, he'll end up doing this 34 more times throughout uh, Hosea. 34. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. Yeah. Let's see. Um, I have for 17 and 18, um, some of these translations actually show that when they go off to commit prostitution, they're actually done being drunk. So they're not drunk anymore. Um, and so it's just showing how far into their sin that even when they're not drinking, they cannot get away from these sinful acts of prostitution, sexual acts. Um because it was celebrated by the higher authorities. So it just shows how um, those in leadership are so influential that something that would have been so horribly wrong, if it's celebrated by leadership, they're just going to keep doing it and they're going to pervert it and they're going to continue in it till it's normal, till it's Mm -hmm. not just when you're drunk, it's just in your everyday. That's just normal. And we, again, we see that in our culture now that the way we have perverted sexuality and relationships and our identities um, because there are so many higher up in leadership, whatever type of leadership that may be, that celebrate this you be you and you do you 
kind of culture. Um, it doesn't just go when you're when you're drunk anymore. Now it's just a normal act, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, finally, in verse 19, the wind has wrapped them in its wings. The word here for wind in Hebrew can also mean spirit. The same with mm-hmm. um, in Greek in the New Testament. The same terminology for wind is spirit, which is fun. Mm, so it's like, like Numa. Is it Numa? Numa is for the Greek word. Good job, girl. Um, <laughs> a wind has wrapped them in its wings, and so uh, a spirit, a mm. a spirit of um, a mighty spirit of of mm. uh, sin, <laughs> prostitution, yeah. all these things yeah. will sweep them away, and their sacrifice idols be them, bring them shame. Um, yeah, mm. just terrible because this is like more than likely an honor shame culture so it's a big deal yeah yeah all right you got anything else that's it girl all right thank you guys so much for tuning in for chapter three and four of hosea make sure you tune in next week as we try to tackle chapter five we can't wait to see you guys if you like us please like and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts give us a five-star rating if you don't like us stay away from the ratings stay away from the stars we don't want that nonsense and foolishness up in here If you want to check us out, we are an extension of The Bull Movement. You can look at us at www.thebullmovement.com. And if you want to monetarily support us, we will forever be grateful. And you can do so at patreon.com forward slash The Bull Movement. Ladies, until next time, go out and be bold.